Maybe you've heard of the tax benefits for living in Puerto Rico. Well, it's been one year since I moved to Puerto Rico with my family. On this video, I'm gonna share with you the biggest lessons I've learned coming up. This video is brought to you by Flipster, the software that gives you instant access to every motivated seller lead in the country, including MLS leads, absentee owners, pre-foreclosures, vacant houses, Craigslist leads, and REOs. Check it out now at getflipster.com. If you're new here, I'm Jerry Norton. I make millions of dollars a year wholesaling and flipping houses. And here on my YouTube channel, I show you how to do the same. So if you want to be a flipping genius like me and live your dream life, subscribe to my channel and watch my videos. The information I'm going to share on this video is most beneficial for an entrepreneur currently living on the mainland who pays or anticipates paying significant federal and state income tax, who is considering moving to Puerto Rico for the tax incentives offered by the IRS called Act 60. Now more on that in a minute, but if you're considering relocating to Puerto Rico for any other reason other than to save on taxes, this video may not be relevant to you. Now I moved to Puerto Rico first and foremost for the huge tax incentives. And the other positive outcome, like living in the Caribbean, is merely a side benefit. If that's you, hopefully this video will give you a better idea if it's right for you, but please keep in mind, everything I share in this video is just my perspective from my vantage point. It's not right or wrong, it's just my experience. So take it for what it's worth. If you're unfamiliar with Act 60, let me briefly explain how it works. Since Puerto Rico is a U.S. territory, in an effort to boost the economy, the IRS offers tax incentives if you move your life and business to Puerto Rico. Formerly and commonly known as Act 20 and 22, it was changed a few years ago and is currently called Act 60. Now, you have to meet all of the guidelines, but if you qualify, you pay a combined 4% income tax and zero capital gains. And like I said, exactly one year ago, I moved my family of 10 kids and my business to Puerto Rico under Act 60. Since then, people ask me all the time about my experience and if I think they should move to Puerto Rico. My simple answer is, you know it's time to move to Puerto Rico when you want to keep all of your money. Until then, it's probably not time. But there's more to it than that. The reality is there are many trade-offs for living in Puerto Rico compared to the mainland, so you better be clear about whether those trade-offs are worth it. Now, I've seen a lot of people come to the island with unrealistic expectations, only to go back home shortly after. The problem is there is a lot of misinformation about how Act 60 works and what you must do to stay in compliance. So in this video, I'm only going to touch on a few of the big requirements, so make sure you do your homework and understand all of the implications. First, you need to understand that following the rules is very important. If you get audited and are not in compliance, you'll owe all of the tax you saved, and it's a minimum three-year commitment. That means if you don't stay and meet all the requirements for at least three years and you go home early, the IRS will do a clawback and you'll owe all the taxes. So it's a big commitment. Keep in mind, the idea behind Act 60 is you become a bona fide resident and you make Puerto Rico your home and locus of activity. The act is meant for you to integrate into the Puerto Rico economy. Most people know that to qualify, you have to be on the island at least 183 days out of the year, 
But that doesn't mean you can do six months in one day in Puerto Rico and six months back home in the States because there are two very significant additional rules aside from being in Puerto Rico 183 days. One, you must not have a tax home outside of Puerto Rico. Your tax home is basically where you conduct business. If you work in an office, that's your tax home. So you can't be commuting back and forth between Puerto Rico and your office in the States. You need to move that office to Puerto Rico. Now, I worked from home before and ran all of my businesses virtually, so that was easy for me. I'm recording this video from my Puerto Rico home office. The second rule, in addition to 183 days on the island, is you must not have what's called closer connections to any place other than Puerto Rico. Now, this one is tricky because it's not super clear what constitutes closer connection. The IRS is going to look at the spirit of the law and not the letter of the law. One of the new requirements under Act 60 is you must buy a home in Puerto Rico by year two, and it needs to be your primary residence. That means you can't buy a 1,000-square-foot condo in Puerto Rico and keep your 11,000-square-foot house in Arizona that you go back and forth to. That would not pass the closer connection rule, which is why I sold my mansion in Mesa, Arizona when I moved to Puerto Rico. Other things that will be considered are your family has to live with you in Puerto Rico, your belongings need to be with you, your driver's license, where you vote, where you go to church, and other things you affiliate with all need to be in Puerto Rico. Remember, the point is you have to integrate your life in Puerto Rico, which means too many days on the mainland may jeopardize the closer connection rule. I have a vacation lake house in Montana, but I'm very clear that it is just a vacation home and my primary place and way of living is in Puerto Rico. And the IRS doesn't specifically require that you get a Puerto Rican flag tattooed on your shoulder, but it certainly couldn't hurt. We rescued and adopted a Puerto Rican stray dog. His name is Flippy G, and he lives with us here in Puerto Rico. So let's discuss some of the big factors that need to be taken into consideration. Where you choose to live is a big deal. Now, if you're single or married with no kids, you have lots of options. Do you want the city life near San Juan? Do you want a quiet surf community on the west side near Rincon? But if you're like me and you have 10 kids, then community and safety are a big concern. The most well-known and expensive community is Dorado. Real estate has exploded and homes sell for tens of millions of dollars in Dorado. The problem I have with Dorado, aside from the insane prices, is that it's flat and 90% of Dorado doesn't have ocean views. Now, I chose the resort community of Palmas del Mar on the east side of the island, which ended up being a very good decision for our family. Palmas del Mar is the largest master plan community in the Caribbean. It's very hilly, so there are amazing ocean views for much of the community. Set in approximately 2,750 acres, the resort includes over 25 different neighborhoods, a bank, retail shops, an equestrian center, two golf courses, a marina, 16 restaurants, a casino, great views of the Laquillo Mountains and Vieques Island, and secured and strict access control 24 hours a day. It has an athletic club, a fitness center, 20 tennis courts, a beach club with three pools. Yes, it's expensive compared to most of real estate outside of the community. And just like many markets in the mainland, Palmas del Mar has doubled in value since I moved here a year ago. I could literally sell my house for twice what I bought it for one year ago, but it's still significantly more affordable than Dorado. 
Now, there are three things I love about Palmas del Mar that made it the right decision for us. One is the family culture. There are so many activities and groups for families and kids. Everything from tennis, pickleball, running, biking, soccer, surfing, horseback riding, you name it, there's a club for it. My kids have integrated into the community better than I ever dreamed possible. They absolutely love Puerto Rico, and I'm so thrilled that they're getting this childhood experience. The second reason why Palmas was the right decision was being able to live in a community of diverse entrepreneurs. I've never lived in a place with such a high concentration of successful business people who are out-of-the-box thinkers. It's incredible to be surrounded with so many like-minded people. And the third thing that made Palmas del Mar the right choice was the house and property that I bought. It's a really rare property in that it's within a gated community with amazing ocean views, but the property is like three acres and I made it really fun for my kids. We have a tree house, a zip line, a tire swing. I built a sport court with a half pipe. I built a detached gazebo office that overlooks the pool and the ocean. And even though it's a neighborhood, it's private and secluded, so it's perfect for having 10 kids running around everywhere. And the way to get around the community is by golf cart. So we have three golf carts because the kids are always coming and going. Every morning, my wife and I go to the beach together, which has been so good for our marriage. But Puerto Rico is not all sunshine and amazing beaches. Well, I mean, it is 80 degrees all year and the beaches are incredible, but there are some challenges with living in Puerto Rico that you need to be aware of and prepared for. First is it's very inconvenient compared to the mainland. Spanish is the primary language and that can be a barrier. Fortunately, I'm fluent in Spanish, so that helps a lot. Compared to the mainland, everything takes longer and is more difficult, such as shopping, restaurants, Amazon, finding contractors and other services like dentists and doctors. The roads and potholes are really bad. And I grew up in Michigan, so I know bad roads. There are constant rolling power outages. For me, having a home generator is a must. We lose power all the time, and within five seconds, the generator kicks on, and our whole house is back up and running. Internet has been a big issue and constantly goes down. We're in the process of switching to Elon Musk's Starlink, so we'll see if that's any better. And because of the humidity and the salty air living by the ocean, home maintenance is never ending. Everything rusts or molds really fast. So getting used to some of the inconveniences can be a big adjustment. Since I'm saving millions in taxes, I personally do everything I possibly can to offset those inconveniences. I don't want Puerto Rico to feel like a step backwards in lifestyle, especially for my wife. So for example, since we're so far away from our friends and family back on the mainland, we bought an oceanfront condo right by our house and we invite our friends and family to come visit and stay in our condo for free, which has been so fun. It's also where my wife and I often go to hang out for date night. To make home life more comfortable, we have three full-time employees, a cleaning lady, a groundskeeper and home maintenance guy, and a runner and personal assistant. I can't imagine living here without them, and they have become like family to us. Most of the families that come to Puerto Rico with kids homeschool, which may be a big adjustment if that's new for you. We've been homeschooling for over 15 years, so it's nothing new to us. We also have a live-in nanny and some tutors to help with the kids and homeschooling. It goes without saying, but my wife, Anne-Marie, is a rock star and literally runs a full-blown operation to manage such a big family and household. Now, I don't know another woman in the world who could do what she does. It hasn't been easy, but she is incredible, and I'm so grateful for the life that we've created together.
One thing I wasn't prepared for moving to Puerto Rico was the Go Home Gringo movement. There's a minority group of Puerto Ricans that really don't like wealthy Americans coming to Puerto Rico, and they can be very vocal about it, especially on social media. Just read some of the comments on this video and other videos I've done about Puerto Rico, and you'll see what I mean. If you keep a really low profile, you may not notice it. But if you put yourself out there like I do, be prepared for a lot of hate and negativity. Now, I'm not kidding when I say that my team deletes and bans haters almost daily on my Instagram. If only they knew how much I contribute to the economy, love the culture, and do more than most to make the island a better place. Now, a few minor things that I'll point out is that it gets dark early all year. By 6.30, it's dark. I can't stand that because I want more time to play and explore. Also, sargasm is a problem on some of the beaches from May to October, including Palmas del Mar. It's actually my biggest complaint about Palmas. Sargasm is a seaweed that floats in and piles up on the beaches throughout the Caribbean and pretty much ruins the beach experience. Now, I really hope we can figure out an eco-friendly way to clean it up. Finally, if you're a real estate investor like me, Puerto Rico is a gold mine of opportunity, but also very challenging. Good data is still not very accessible, so it's extremely difficult to understand how to value properties compared to the U.S. I did a video that explains in detail how to successfully invest in real estate in Puerto Rico. I'll put the link to that video in the description below. But overall, my opinion about moving to Puerto Rico with a family for the tax benefits under Act 60 is that although living in the Caribbean is a dream come true for me, I mean, I've had on my vision board for 20 years that I'd live on the ocean, Aside from that, you need to be saving a significant amount on taxes because it's expensive to move your family, life, and business to Puerto Rico, along with added travel expenses to visit the states and extra expenses to offset some of the inconveniences. All of that adds significant expense to your lifestyle, so it better be worth it. My opinion is if you're single or married with no kids and not paying at least $250,000 in combined income tax, it's probably not worth the trade-off. And if you're married with kids and not paying at least $500,000 in combined income tax, it's probably not worth the trade-off. Personally, I'm saving millions annually by living in Puerto Rico. For me, Puerto Rico is like a time machine. I was in almost the 50% tax bracket, and so I literally doubled my income by moving to Puerto Rico. And it's not just the tax savings. That money is compounded because I can reinvest it. After one year in Puerto Rico, was it the right decision? Am I glad I did it? You bet. Is it the right decision for you? Only you can decide. Hopefully I've given you some things to help make a more informed decision. If you are considering Puerto Rico, you'll have a million questions. I recommend you reach out to my good friend, Corey Hansen. He started a service to help streamline the process of moving to Puerto Rico. To learn more, go to puerto.com. Finally, if you're still watching this video, I'll share a funny story about our first few weeks in Puerto Rico. My wife and I did our exploratory trip to Puerto Rico at the end of March 2021 for three days. During that trip, we found our house, made an offer, and secured a contract, then went home to get ready to move to Puerto Rico. In order to have enough days on the island, we planned to move to Puerto Rico on May 1st. So think about that. In a little over a month, we sold our house in Arizona and moved to Puerto Rico with 10 kids. That's how fast things happened. Well, the problem was the seller didn't want to close on the house in Puerto Rico until June 1. So I rented a vacation house for the month of May. So we arrived to the rental May 1st with 10 kids and suitcases, and it was a complete disaster. 
The rental did not have AC, which it was advertised that it did, so it was blazing hot. We had an ant infestation. The water leaked everywhere. It didn't have any blinds. It didn't have a generator, so the power would go out, and I can go on and on. And of course, the owner wouldn't do anything about our complaints. So here we are in what felt like a foreign country. We left our 11,000 square foot mansion in Arizona, kids fighting nonstop and everyone just miserable. I would work in the rental car in the driveway with the AC turned on. After a week like this, my wife was gonna either kill me or go back to the States, so I had to do something drastic. I called up the seller and I told him, I'll pay you $10,000 in cash if you'll close two weeks early. He agreed, we moved in two weeks early, and I barely saved Puerto Rico from being a short-lived trip. Best $10,000 I ever spent. Now, if you think that was brilliant, leave a comment and say, Jerry, you are a flipping genius. And in case you're wondering, I have two hobbies in Puerto Rico. One is I collect sea glass. Sea glass is tiny pieces of smooth glass from tumbling in the ocean that washes up on shore. I go sea glass hunting just about every day. You should see my collection after a year. And the other thing I do is I hunt iguanas. Now, iguanas are invasive to the island, so we hunt them and sell them wholesale to a buyer who resells the meat to restaurants and uses the skins for making purses and wallets and stuff like that. Now, after the minimum three years are up, who knows how long we'll stay, but for now, I don't want to have any regrets, and I want Puerto Rico to be an experience my family will always cherish and never forget. And I'm doing some really cool real estate projects in Puerto Rico. To learn what I'm doing to make millions on Puerto Rico with real estate, watch this next video and I'll show you what I'm doing. Watch that now and if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to my channel. With over a thousand videos, this is the number one channel on YouTube for all things flipping and I'll see you on the next video.